The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast, so you won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. In a world gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels, only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Hey, 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 geeks. Welcome to another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. I am Mike the Hobbit, your host on this adventure through the worst choices for reboots, remakes, reimagining, sequels, sidequels, uh, mashups, and adaptations in all of the internet. So you have seen my list. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a high bar to make the worst decisions for, for a movie yeah. out of the entire internet. And well, that's our challenge here yes, today. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, the... Uh, Movie industry has been doing it for years, so why not give us let's have let's have a shot at it. I why mean, not? let's look at some of the. I mean, the property that we're talking about today, of course, is mm-hmm. uh, the Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. Yes. So uh, think of some of the choices they've made for that uh, live action iteration. <sighs> Looking at you, Betty Rubble. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. Also, well, thinking about like one of the Baldwins as Barney in one of the sequels. <laughs> I think that was Viva Rock Vegas, I think, yeah, that he probably, was in. Yeah, probably, yeah. I'm really mad that I didn't look that up ahead of time. That's just something that was in my brain already. Wow, I'm sorry. I am too. Yeah, you, you might you might want to uh, reformat your brain a little. <laughs> yeah, nobody needs to remember Billy Baldwin that, that easily. No, God, no. So those unfamiliar with how we do this stuff around here, basically we take a property, TV or film, and we, or sometimes even a book that we're looking to adapt, mm-hmm. and we come up with two versions apiece to uh, reboot or remake or whatever. all the other whatever. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so one version is a version we think might actually work for mm-hmm. a remake or reboot. Yeah. And one is just kind of a fun take on it. Not necessarily funny, just a weird angle to go. Things that make you go, hmm. So we've had such choices as uh, one of my favorites is the John Waters He-Man movie. God, that'd be hilarious. That'd be so good. <laughs> um, there's been... Uh, yeah, just about every we did Taxi Driver. I did as a action film, like a full on action film done by the guy that did the first Fast and the Furious movie. Wow! So yeah. it was the last one that we did. Yeah, that's a that's that's a bad idea. That's a yeah, that's not that's, dealing with the kid gloves bad, necessary. That's a bad idea. Yeah, absolutely. Really so that's kind of part of the fun is the yeah. the funny part. We pitch our ideas, our directors, and everything, and then at the end we uh, come up with mashup ideas that were suggested by our. Uh, by our listeners and also ones we may have come up with. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, do a trailer for our version that we'd like to see. So it's always <laughs> oh, terrible. It, like, it's never good. I'd like to see. is such a positive spin on, yeah, this could suck. <laughs> <laughs> Whether the ideas that we have suck or not, what doesn't suck is uh, this show. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's so much fun. Oh, God, it's a blast. It's a mental exercise. And what would it be like if? If? And then just running with it. So Somebody put us in charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with me tonight to help me along this journey of uh, the Flintstones is a gentleman that you may know from 
the GUI precap available at the beginning of each week, telling you about the things that you can come to expect to happen on television and movies and releases and uh, just nerd news and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, GUI precap with the Bruce. Hello, hello, hello. I appreciate you uh, coming from the future to, to do a movie about the past. Well, yes, it, it's it. I figured, you know, if I'm time traveling, I might as well just go all the way back. All the way back, absolutely. And uh, all the way back it is. Uh, this is not for anybody that is unfamiliar with the uh, Flintstones. Is not historically accurate. No, no, it is not exactly a documentary. No, I think there was about a, what about a hundred million years separation between dinosaurs and people. Yeah, something to that effect. Um, again, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't sure about it. However, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think they, they had a, um, uh, a record player with a pterodactyl. <laughs> no stegosaurus alarm clock. No. Or, yeah. And that's part of the fun and something we're going to get into with uh, kind of how we do this as a live action is it's very cartoony. Go figure oh, yeah, for, yeah. for a cartoon. This yeah, is like cart- old school. Yeah. Zany cartoon. Yeah, Hanna Barbera back in the heyday. So there are only so many ways that you can really approach this as a live action. I mean, it's got to be hyper real to an extent. I yes. mean, unless you want to do like a gritty version, <laughs> the gritty reboot, the gritty reboot. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> the uh, Dawn of Justice of Flintstone movies. Yeah, oh my that's, God, that's it. That's it. That's the Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Why'd you say Kazoo? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> Oh, oh God, Zack Snyder, fuck you and die. Um. Now I'm thinking, why didn't I put Zack Snyder as the director of a Flintstone movie? Oh, that'd be awesome. The Bedrock League. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> be fantastic. I mean, Kazoo would be basically the Martian Manhunter, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. pretty yeah. much on point, so, yeah. I am a great Kazoo. I'm just trying to picture Fred Flintstone as uh, Superman, though, and it's just not... Yeah, yeah, but Barney Rubble as Batman would be even worse. That'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> Try, trying to fit that schnoz in a bat mask, yeah. <laughs> or to be Pterodactyl Man, it would have to be Pterodactyl Some, Man. Yeah, Pterodactyl Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's a mashup I wasn't planning on, but that what works right out the gate. So, first off, we have to kind of look at the plot. Now, this is uh, interesting in this regard because we're looking at a cartoon series that then later became a movie now the movie itself wasn't following necessarily any particular plot from the series yeah yeah they just kind of playing went, with the characters yeah it's like hey let's take the characters let's make a movie out of it who cares about the tv show didn't have a plot no it was just a bunch of like oh look what dinosaur they use as a dishwasher yeah it, it's it's episodic television from the 60s the first uh, animated series to ever make on television as a series and yeah it was just yeah, fuck, it was the 60s. Who cares? Yeah. It, hey, look look at this guy driving his car with his feet. Yeah. Oh, my. There's no engine in that car. That's hilarious. That's hilariousness. <laughs> and yabba-dabba-doo, that's like pre-don't-have-a-cow-man. Like yeah. That's yes. Yeah. Early cartoon catchphrase yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> do you have an overlying uh, idea for the plot of this, or are you just looking more about the kind of the, the tone of the film? The, uh... the tone. Okay. Yeah. I threw in just a, a, a basic plot idea. Go there, ahead. This is definitely not something that you need to get too deep and weird with. No, not with the it, Flintstones. I mean, this is definitely trope town. You don't oh, yeah. You don't have to get overly complicated with this story. Yeah. So I just came up with an idea on how to utilize a couple different main tropes of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to involve not just the main four. You know, uh, you got Fred, Wilma, Barney, and Betty. 
And I did not cast the the babies. No, because you can, you can any, take any. I, I don't know any. I don't know the names of any like three year old actors. So neither do I, but I don't want to either. You know. So my basic gist is this is maybe a few years after we last saw uh, the Flintstones. So the the kids are maybe like eight, ten. Okay. You know, they're still okay. still All kids, right. but All they're right. not like baby kids anymore. Okay. All right. Fred's been at his job uh, at mm-hmm. the rock quarry for a while. Yep. And uh, Mr. Slate is looking to retire. And him being kind of like one of the longest employees there, mm-hmm. as much as he has issue with Fred on a regular basis, he basically tells him, I'm going to need somebody to take over for me once I retire. You kind of fly right and show me that you're the person to get mm-hmm. the gig. Yeah. Then, then it's yours. So he has like the next like few months to really step up his game to show yeah. that he can take control. And uh, so he's really trying to vie to get in that position to, and daydreaming about like what their house is going to look like when he's making that much money. Yeah. And, like yeah. all the, all the regular Fred stuff where it's yeah. a scheme yeah. kind of approach. Yeah. And at that point is when Gazoo comes into play. So I'm messing with the timeline a little bit. Okay. All right. Gazoo has not been there previously. Yeah. And so Gazoo does that, you know, I'm from this planet. I was banished for making a doomsday device. I wasn't really going to use it. I just thought it'd be cool. <laughs> and they agree to help Gazoo find his way back to his home planet in exchange for him helping Fred get the, the promotion. Okay. All and right. then the wheels are set in motion. Yeah. And then, of course, hijinks ensue. Yep. As Gazoo is like making weird shit happen. And Mr. Slade is the butt of the joke. Is like, yeah. you know, two pace fall off and like yeah. dumb shit happens at the quarry. And yeah. ha 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 ha. Yeah write your own script. I mean, pretty, it's all pretty much, pretty much you set up those things and then you can just line it up as you would expect yeah. it to go down. They so get, some, some, some monkeys with a typewriter can bang out a script and oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. And, and that part isn't even really f- important anymore yeah. at this point because it, this is a kid show. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have some in jokes for the uh, adults. Yep. Yep. And, uh, but for the most part, this is going to be kid approaching. And I put that into my thought process when figuring out my directors and actors and such. I did for one of them. Okay, yeah, but no, for my <laughs> not so serious version, yeah. uh, my weird one, uh, definitely not for nope, kids. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so you normally we use the directors as a way of informing the tone or approach that we're going to. Yes. For the uh, film, so let's go down the serious ones first, and the, then the most likely, the ones. most likely. Yeah, to, let's go that one, and then yeah. uh, then we'll play around in the uh, in the silly space after that. So yes. for your serious director or your real choice mm-hmm. director. Uh, who do you have for uh, for the real choice? Uh, Takai Watati. Uh, Taika Watiti? Yeah, him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fantastic director. Yes. Known primarily for Thor Ragnarok. Yep. And also, uh, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Hunt for the Wilder People. Yep. Was involved in Flight of the Concords. Yep. Uh, great. Excellent director. And very improvisational. Yes. Which I feel in this kind of environment, it just begs and- for... Improv. And the fact that he played a rock creature in the last movie <laughs> kind of plays right into it. I mean, talk about the Stone Age. He was yeah, literally really. a stone. He was literally so. the Stone Age. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I. <laughs> it could be super fun uh, yeah. seeing him play in that space of the Flintstones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It'd yeah. be a blast. Oh, it'd be absolutely a blast. Yeah. All right, for my uh, for my director, I really thought about who would be able to do that like hyper-reality of the Flintstones and play with it in a way that was both like approachable that it didn't seem too cheesy mm-hmm. but also still very much okay cheesy but yeah, you know yeah, that that yeah. right balance of the but two not super cheesy no not super yeah i wanted somebody that both had experience in animation and also in live action filmmaking as well mm-hmm. uh, so that they had an understanding of how to maybe possibly transfer that over uh, because it's re- it's a really hard jump to make animation into live action yes and not a lot of people do it they don't do it right well so <laughs> when somebody that had their feet on both 
you know, a, a day walker, if you will, mm-hmm. of film yeah. uh, directors. Also, somebody that uh, works with ensembles relatively well. Somebody that's able to both go with like the silly and world building as well. Somebody mm-hmm. that could actually build a world out. All right. One person I was thinking of, and I ended up not going with, was Brad Bird, who's known for uh, the Incredibles, the, incre- yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Iron yeah, yeah, Giant. Yeah. I mean, talk about like, oh yeah, animation that both parents and kids adore. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he's also done live action stuff. The one <laughs> most recently that's well known is uh, ugh, Tomorrowland. Yeah, let's not talk about that. That does have a little world building, but it's uh, not the best. It's not the best. I ended up going with Mike Judge. Okay. All right. Because you can go, he can go goofy as hell. Oh, yes, he can. And you let him kind of run with the goofy, but there's still going to be that underlying, like... That boy ain't right. Yeah, and some, like, social commentary. (laughs) Yeah. If you look at Idiocracy with a minimal budget, he was able to build a pretty well-fleshed-out world. Yeah. And it's become this massive cult classic. Unfortunately, it is a documentary. Yeah, really. Um, (laughs) So it's not a plan, people. I'd be interested to see him kind of create an underlying social commentary about like material possession and, you know, progression of mankind and like in a Stone Age environment. You know, that would be (laughs) kind of intriguing uh, to to play with. So so Mike Judge is my uh, director choice. Okay. Yeah, he'd Office Space, Idiocracy, Extract, Beavis and Butthead, Silicon Valley, King of the Hill. I yeah. mean, this dude, like, just about oh, anything yeah. he does yeah. ends up great. Yes. Almost everything. Yeah. Almost everything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the first one, of course, Fred Flintstone. Okay. For Fred Flintstone, for my my A-list, would be uh, Gabriel Iglesias, who is uh, the stand-up comedian known as Fluffy. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to sense a theme with this one. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, uh, he's also in Magic Mike XXL. I didn't see that. I just had IMDb it. So, (laughs) yeah, I don't think he was the dancer. I saw the first, uh, I think, minute and a half of the first Magic Mike. Yeah. And uh, if you've seen the first minute and a half of Magic Mike, you know why. (laughs) Because the chick from G4 was in the first minute and a half. Oh, uh, okay. With very little on. So Olivia Munn? Yes. Oh, so yeah. it was on HBO, and I went. Yeah. Oh, I can watch a minute. I'll give him a shot. Yeah, I'll give, yeah, give right. a shot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so okay. So Gabriel Iglesias, yeah, Mr. Mm-hmm. Fluffy, Mr. Fluffy. He is funny as hell. He's he's hilarious, and he's had a he has a TV show that's on Netflix now. It's I saw the first episode. I didn't see the second. Oh no. Yeah. So he'll be in need of work soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For mine, I thought somebody that. Very animated, you know, almost basically a living cartoon. Yeah. And I'm sure this probably went across your mind as well. It seems like a, a pretty distinct possibility for, like, chubby, loud caveman. Yeah. He played a caveman in a movie called Year One. Uh, really? Mr. Jack Black. <sighs> okay, I can see it. Yeah. I can, I can see it, yeah. But, okay, I can see it. Yeah, I'll go there. Again, yeah. we're going goofy, yeah. like, a little yeah. bit on this, so... Yeah. um. So Jack Black, I think, would be able to have a little bit of fun with it. I think Mike Judge might need to have him pull back a little bit, but he's yeah. been able to get big, grandiose actors, like the big, big move, yeah. comedy move yeah. actors to kind of pull it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dax Shepard in an idiocracy definitely pulled it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he had to. Because, so I th- yeah. think the big bigness of Jack Black mixed with a little bit of that more kind of like sardonic approach that Mike Judge does, I think would be an interesting medium there. Well, he's asked to play it to kids, so he has to tone it down just a little bit. This ain't, um, this ain't Tenacious D. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for Wilma Flintstone, I have Jennifer Lopez. Okay. 
Okay. I am now sensing a theme. I, there's, a, there's a theme here. <laughs> yes. Uh, and if you don't know who Jennifer Lopez is, um, please enjoy the rock you're living under. Yeah. Um, and I mean, actually, that would make more sense for them to understand the Flintstones mm-hmm. if they lived under a rock. Yeah. But boo, no. Boo. No, no. We're not. No. Okay. No. J-Lo. You're, you're a very bad man. <laughs> known for being married to Ben Affleck. And ever and most everybody else. Most yes. everyone else. Yes. <laughs> uh, she's uh, also known as Jenny. From the block. From the block, yes. Yes, I don't know which block that is. Um, I I think it's the one right next to Bedrock. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yep. Uh, 50 years old and still looking better than anybody I know. Yeah. (laughs) Just let you know that now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Aging very well. Oh, my God. For my uh, Wilma, partly because I just, I I enjoy this actress very much. Mm -hmm. And just want to see her in whatever she wants to be in. So, in other words, the white dress. Yeah. The what? Yeah. Oh yeah, the white dress, yeah, the, uh, the white, white caveman yeah, dress. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. With her hair done up, which I've seen versions of that in a in a little show called Mad Men. Mm. She was known for. Oh. Also, Firefly oh, and Good Girls. She oh. has the curves for days that would oh, my scream god. cavewoman. Oh my god. As Wilma Flintstone, we've got Christina Hendricks. Oh my god! Excellent choice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, choice. that makes it definitely PG thirteen at least. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Just for her to be. Oh in my it. god! Those curves alone. <laughs> oh. Jesus, it would be, I, I would sell my firstborn for that one. It would be uh, un, mm, very unfortunate things happening in the movie theater if she was cast as, <laughs> as Wilma. Unfortunate things happening on set. Yes, this absolutely. This is going to turn into a porn very, very I quickly. I mean, it, it's definitely going to be like, okay, I can't let my watch, kid watch this. Everyone be playing super G level. Yes. And it would still not be appropriate. <laughs> just just the fact that she would move around in that dress. Yes, it would yeah. be too much. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, if you are not familiar with Christina Hendricks, just look at uh, Firefly, which you should know Firefly, or Mad Men. Yeah, really? Mad Men is really where her curves show. Oh, my God. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah, all those curves and me with no breaks. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, right. <laughs> wow, you're giving me crap for my bad jokes. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, okay. you know. All right. Hey, all right. You know, that's fine. I, th- I thought that was the premise of this show. Bad jokes? That's <laughs> bad the premise jokes. of this network. Yeah, I don't true, know. True, <laughs> true. I've been on a lot of the shows, yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah. All right, so next one is Barney, the fateful sidekick. The fateful sidekick of uh, of Fred Flintstone would be played by Mr. Kevin Hart. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, he would have to tone it down a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, if you don't know who Kevin Hart is, just picture a movie with The Rock, and he's the short guy. Yep. Um, yeah, he is a, a funny man, and I think he could play off uh, Gabriel Iglesias rather well. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I mean he he plays the sidekick, uh, the 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 swarmy guy, the the not swarmy, um, the guy that's just a little bit. He's a little off, but he's funny about it. And now you've got to be careful on just how you approach the uh, the characters because at this point you've got like a real big dude, yeah, and a short guy. Yeah. So the amount of like short jokes and fat jokes that you could lean on really mm-hmm. hard are uh, not that you, there's no none of them should be in there, but yeah, make sure that the entire comedy of the show it's isn't not, leaning on the... it's, it's not short and fat jokes the whole thing yeah yeah it's yeah. well again it's gotta be it's gotta be a kid's movie sure. so this is gotta be you know hey you know and they, they did make fat jokes in the show in the in the tv show they sure. made them so one or two that's fine sure yeah we're not we're not trying to like yeah Super like <laughs> this isn't highbrow comedy. No, no, no. Let's no, not no. you know. Let's not script. There's the there's fart jokes. There's yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. come on. Let's be real. For my Barney uh, to play off a of Jack Black, I wanted somebody that could play a little bit 
straighter than than Jack Black on mm-hmm. you know not quite as yeah yeah but also goofy in his own right was looking for someone that you know kind of a natural blonde had a little bit of that shaggy look yeah. And I was looking for like kind of taller and slenderer because Barney wasn't exactly slender, but no one was in that show. Yeah, nobody was. So you could, well, well, Wilma. Well, Betty, I mean, the dudes. Okay. <laughs> None of the fine. dudes. Were. Okay, the, yeah. So I wanted somebody that was like kind of the tall, skinny next to the uh, the, the, the kind of bigger, yeah. louder dude. Yeah. And I thought it'd be really fun to see Jack Black playing off of uh, Dak Shepard. Um, Th- that would be interesting. Also, I- he's already had experience being an idiocracy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got experience working with Mike Judge before, so um, mm-hmm. that and he knows how to play kind of the subtle humor. Yeah, I mean him in uh, like without a paddle, for example, he's yes. not going zany. Yes, yeah, as long as he's not in chips, we're, we're okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> chips Sorry, was dude. trying to do what Baywatch and Twenty One Jump Street did. Yes, and, and did didn't. surprisingly well. Did it? I Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, and, 21, and Baywatch. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. No, not chips. Oh, not chips. Not no, chips. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, because I loved the show Chips when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Oh yeah, and oh uh, yeah, the great, great popcorn type TV show. Oh it, sure, it was stupid. It was bad. It was, but still fun to watch. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be anything like important. It oh, was no. just fun, fun Social commentary. procedural. Not even procedural. It's just fun cop show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Starsky and Hutch on bikes. <laughs> it's pretty much what it was. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so uh, who do you have for Miss Betty Rubble? Betty Rubble. I wanted somebody. Now, the the dynamic that I was looking for is like Jack Black and Christina Hendricks. So Jack Black is an idiot. Fred Flintstone is... He's not the brightest bulb in the bunch. He's not complete imbecile, but he's definitely one of those. Like, he's got that Tim the Toolman Taylor kind of approach yeah, to things. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit my thumb on things. Yeah, that he know. comes up with these zany ideas and then he screws them up and then he's like, oh well, I learned my lesson and then like. Uh, you know, Wilma comes up being all like hot and smart yeah, and be like, Oh, you, you're so adorable being bad at everything. Mm-hmm. And then loves him anyway. Yeah. With Barney and Betty, I see that more of being kind of closer to a partnership. Yeah. Where oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're not zany level, but they're like, there's some sharp wit between them. There's mm-hmm. definitely like, they're a little more down to earth. So yeah. they look at like Fred as just being this like ridiculous and kind of pulls Barney out of his bubble a little bit and out of his introversion mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. gets him kind of out there. Betty is definitely kind of like the Barney knows Betty wears the pants. Yes. There is no, yeah. no big blowing up. Like Fred does. Like, I'm the man of this house. <laughs> Barney's like, nah, I'm no, good. Dude, I, I know. I know how to rock it. I'm good with this. So their relationship <laughs> is a lot less rocky. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit more mellow. I think it would be really fun to see, uh, Dak Shepard and Mia Kunis as, okay. uh, as Betty. Okay. Yeah. And, I, I thought you were going to go a different route with that one, but yeah, yeah. that's fine. I was thinking uh, Aubrey Plaza a little bit mm, in there, but yeah. I've cast her in a couple things, and I think she's just a little bit too Aubrey Plaza yeah. for, the, <laughs> for the role. <laughs> I wanted somebody just a, a little bigger, yeah. you know, a little bigger okay. than that. All right. Uh, I went with a uh, lovely actress who uh, you may have seen in some of the Netflix Marvel shows. You may have also seen her in Clerks 2, who is absolutely gorgeous. I yes. Um, yes. Miss Rosario Dawson. Oh. Yes. Love her I, so much. I know. And she can play the funny. She can play the sexy, the, the subtle sexy. Yeah. Yeah. The little dance she did in Clerks 2 is just like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, so yeah, cute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, pre- I'm making you pregnant. Um, that's, it's it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that sort of thing. That's that's who I think Betty Rubble is. Uh, you know, she she's the good spouse partner cohort to 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 Barney. 
So she's the uh, the Marianne to uh, Wilma's ginger kind of approach to things. Sort of. A, a little bit more muted than that. But. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. One. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, as far as like there's there's the, the Wilma that's definitely like a little more maintenance than, than Wilma is. Yeah, Wilma has to be a little more maintenance because she has to do all the damn things. Yeah, she has to do everything. She's doing everything. Yes, absolutely. Now, for those unfamiliar with uh, the Flintstones, um, A, what? Really? Uh, but B, it's really? it's basically a knockoff of the Honeymooners. Yes. With a little bit of I Love Lucy thrown in for good measure. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, it really is. It's it's the same concept. You have the four couple, you have the two couples, the four people, and they just go on little zany adventures that just happen to be prehistoric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's prehistoric Honeymooners. Is, yeah. yeah. I mean, not basically. Always, that's what, that's it, what is. it is. Yeah. 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 So. I also have uh, Mr. Slate. I have a Mr. Slate as well. Excellent. Um, I have uh, George Lopez. Okay, for for your casting, that makes yeah. total sense. Yes. I mean, yeah, you, you can see the trend I'm going with this one. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Modern Stone Age family ain't nobody white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, guess what? Surprise! <laughs> yeah, right. Learn your history. Oh, um, and, and you know what? I'm kind of want to see your version more than mine, just to see the. Belly aching that would happen. Oh God, yes. From of it. course, I would. Yeah, like, that would be beautiful because it would be this like stupid thought process. Like <laughs> the Flintstones are white. They're cartoons. Uh, yeah, they for not. one, they're cartoons. Yes, and for two, um, yeah, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people back then that weren't white. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if we're talking cavemen era, <laughs> probably in like the Africa or Asia <laughs> area a little, of the little, world, little more more darker. Skin. Yeah, a little bit not not so much the <laughs> not pale skin, the, not so much the honkies. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. So yeah, uh, that's George Lopez makes perfect sense. I'm trying to think of another like Hispanic actor that would work better, and like Carlos Mencia. No, don't give him work. Oh no, no, not no. Carlos Mencia. But you you have um uh, Cheech Marin, a uh, Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's another one, but I didn't. I don't to... see him being sort of a supervisor thing, uh, though. No, no, that's why I'm thinking George Lopez. Yeah, George Lopez makes way more sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for my Mister Slate, I wanted kind of like the balding with this the glasses kind of kind of look, yeah. and uh, could definitely be kind of mean asshole. Mm-hmm. And somebody that's played that really well, bald, playing mean asshole in uh, both the Spider Man movies and Whiplash. Oh. Oh, I know you. Oh. Not only that, but he was in Extract, which is a uh, Mike Judge film. Yes. We're talking about the immensely talented, mm-hmm. incredible actor. Yes. J.K. Simmons. Yes. Excellent. Excellent actor. Uh, I first saw him in Oz as yes, well as... also Oz. Yeah. He... Then I then I saw him uh, from his previous role in Law & Order, where he played a psychiatrist. And I was like... Holy shit! That's the same actor. That's two completely <laughs> different roles. I'd say really his uh, his role that shows just how much ap- acting chops this uh, actor has is uh, Whiplash. If you had not had the chance to see it, no, he I plays a uh, a drum teacher. He mm-hmm. teaches drumming in a in a yeah. like music school, and it he's very intense. He's the kind of yeah teacher that like scares kids into dropping out, mm-hmm. and is like. To the borderline is like police are kind of looking into him for being overly like wow yeah messed up to the kids yeah. and yeah. yeah he plays it so well he he got nominated if not won an Oscar he won. for it he won the he Oscar won. for it yeah he's incredible in that movie yeah so I deeply suggest checking it out especially if you're a fan of music in general mm-hmm. I love movies about like somebody you know learning music stuff you know yeah. like the mm-hmm. Mr Holland's Opus and you know that kind of mm-hmm. yeah even August Rush fuck all the haters I love August <laughs> Rush. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but of course, his role to me, and he always will be, he'll be J. Jonah Jameson forever because he was perfect and- as J. Jonah Jameson. More than once. Yes, more than once. More than once. We won't, Actually, we'll, more than twice. Yes, <laughs> we'll keep it that. We'll but, keep it there. But yeah, he was... Th- once you saw him as J. Jonah Jameson, you're like, there's no one else. There's no one else. It's kind of like the Tony Stark and Robert Downey thing. Yeah. Where who's going to play... You can't. Iron Man. No, it's, nope, it is it, Robert Downey Jr. It's him now. J. Jonah Jameson is yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yes. Yeah. So I just thought him playing kind of a J. Jonah version, you know, which is not too far from Mr. Slate. Yeah, yeah. He's the loud, brash yeah, boss type exactly. character. So he's done this before, and he's worked with Mike Judge, so it was kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, so, do you have any other roles? That's, that's all I have for roles. I have one more, because remember, the great Gazoo yes. is involved. Now, this is less about uh, the look of the actor, because great mm-hmm. Gazoo is clearly going to be he's, kind of yeah, a CGI character. <laughs> so I was thinking of like somebody that would be fun comedically to work off of Jack Black and Dak Shepard mm-hmm. as Fred and Barney. Yeah. That maybe is a little bit familiar with the, you know, you've seen him in similar types of films. Yeah. You can see him bouncing off of it. Could be kind of fun. The Great Kazoo uh, voiced and maybe even some screen, like motion capture stuff. Uh, Justin Long. Not not your favorite I'm not, choice? I'm not feeling that one. I'm sorry. I, you know, it, it, as good as he is, I'm still not feeling that one. Um, it, it, Harvey Corman did the original. He okay. was he was the original Great Kazoo. Um, I I need a over the top type of comedic actor for that type of role from for in in my mind. Sure. Um, but you got you know of course you got Jack Black. He's gonna be over the top as well. Yeah. Um, God, who could play? And it's just pretty much he would just be the voice. Um, yeah, because the I, voice is really the important the part. Real, yeah. Um. Robin Williams comes to mind, but I think he'd he'd be too much. He'd yeah. be a little too much for the role. Well, and usually for my castings, I don't necessarily make it a rule for the show yeah. um, because it's like your your yeah. casting period. But like alive people is yeah. normally what I tend to aim I, for. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got one that's 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 not alive for my next. And one. that's but, the yeah, thing; I don't yeah. make that a rule for the yeah. show. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I would. I don't know who I would pick as a great kazoo. Um, it's, again, remembering the tone of my uh, my characters here, of the actors that I am using. Sure. Um, hmm. Let me. I have to think about that one. Let me. I I can't. That's think fine. Up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But we you got some time to think about it because we're now going into our uh, weird take. Yes. Of the Flintstones. Now this is interesting because it is super <laughs> zany on its own. Yeah. Uh, if you were to do it kind of the way it should be done, mm-hmm. you're going goofy and zany so like where do you go to make it different and and you could do a different type of funny for sure yeah you could do like super high intensity action yeah or hard drama true or you know fuck sci-fi if you really wanted to i mean true yeah so true there's a lot of different directions you can go and i'm kind of interested how that changes the the dynamic of the characters Now, for me, yeah, <laughs> I, I took one film in particular into account to kind of inform my my idea. I kind of did the same thing, but go on, please. So the director I chose was Jean-Jacques Arnaud, uh, which is a French director. Yeah. Well, he, he and Irish were that damn name. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> he did uh, films such as, uh, and this definitely tells you kind of the idea for the, the tone, yeah. Seven Years in Tibet. Enemy at the Gates, Name of the Rose, and then the reason why I chose this director, 
Quest for Fire. Wow. Yeah. So oh. I'm going like really hard drama, like minimal like dialogue, very kind of yeah. in, intense uh kind period of type of period yeah. type of thing. So wow. this is more going kind of the Quest for Fire wow. approach to yeah. uh the Flintstones where like let's say Mr. Uh, Slate doesn't run the 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 rock quarry. You know, yeah. you don't do the zany animals Slate as company, the yeah. Slate and Company. He's like the chieftain. So that's, that that Fred is trying to take oh, over for, oh. and then Gazoo is like legit, like this weird creature that these, no, it's caveman, so it's not familiar of it with it being an alien. Yeah, just this strange creature that's could clearly be, intelligent. Could be an owl. Yeah, it could be something. Yeah, <laughs> really? that Gazoo is just this like strange creature, and mm-hmm. then you can kind of lean on the whole like mysticism of you know the time of cavemen not knowing (laughs) what gods are or anything. (laughs) And you kind of keep it up in the air as to whether or not Gazoo exists or not, because that was kind of the fun in the show too. They played with that, whether or not Gazoo was a figment of Fred and Barney's imaginations. I think animals and children were able to see him at different points. Um, I I think you're confusing that with uh, quantum leap with quantum leap. (laughs) It's not Ziggy. Uh, Um, but yeah, so I, I just think it would be kind of in- interesting to see like a weird period drama, like yeah, almost done like eighties, like eighties adventure mm-hmm. fantasy drama kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my approach. Uh, who do you got for your oh, fun director? Oh, you're. You, this is gonna be. I. This is not gonna be hilarious, but this will give you one of those little question mark in your brain going. I don't know if I want to see this, but I kind of <laughs> do want to see this. That's kind of the fun of this category. Yes. This was the director of such films such as Taxi Driver, Casino. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Goodfellas. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Martin Scorsese. Scorsese doing a uh, yes. Flintstones yes. movie. A, very, a little more darker of a take. Little, there's always humor in it. There's going to be some humor, but it's going to be a little more of a darker... Not grittier so much, just, you know, a little more business related. <laughs> Slate and Company is a, is a like front for the mob. The uh... It wasn't quite the mob back then. <laughs> it could have been something similar to it. <laughs> the so, Cave Kuza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was better than the other one. Yeah, was. that's yeah, fair. I'm, I'm good with this. Not a high bar. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, I, okay. So we're doing straight Scorsese. That oh yeah, wow. I'm um, doing Scorsese. Yeah, and we just did Taxi Driver on yep. Smack My Pitch Up, and yep. so we talked at length about kind of the notes that Scorsese takes. Mm-hmm. That's very intimate to Scorsese. You know his his directing style. Like yeah. you know there's there's inspirations that he's gotten from other directors and stuff, and he's inspired like an entire oh, generation God, yeah, of directors. Everybody. Yeah, but you know you can tell a Scorsese film is a Scorsese film. So to yeah, yeah. put that in the in the Flintstones. In the Flintstones. <laughs> it's gonna be wow. Great. Yeah. All right. Um, if you don't have Ray Liotta in there somewhere, I'm going to be upset. You're going to be upset, Ah, oh, damn it, I'm man. I'm sorry, dude. All right. Um, so, yeah, for my Fred, for the Jean-Jacques Annald mm-hmm. um, version of this, uh, I went with an actor who was in Quest for Fire and also looks like a fucking caveman. May know him from uh, Sons of Anarchy, from Hellboy, and Quest for Fire. Oh, Mr. Ron Perlman. Oh, really? As Fred Flintstone. Wow. 
Uh, that is a that is a choice. That is a actually that's a pretty good choice for that I style. Will take that yeah. yeah 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 yeah. He's I got just, that just that meaty jaw kind of thing yeah, going on. Like I'm gonna just tear off eight pounds of meat and eat it. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. see him like yeah. eating a newly dead animal without cooking it first. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, I have um. I'm going to go with Mr. Robert De Niro for this <laughs> okay, one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he has to be Fred Flintstone. He's going to be the boss. He's going to be the one that's, you know, hey, listen, I don't know what I'm doing, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. He's a yabba dabba do cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to invent the hammer, and I'm going to break your fucking hands. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they invent the wheel just to run over a dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna invent the vice. Yes. Oh, <laughs> they called it whacking a guy because they literally picked up a giant slate of rock and whacked yeah, a whacked dude with guy. it. Yeah. yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm now seeing this now. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing. You're, you're seeing it. The now. Scorsese. You're seeing yeah. It, now. it took me a minute, but I'm yeah, getting there. Okay. Getting there. Okay. So for my Wilma. Mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, somebody that could pull off the redhead look relatively well, but a little bit more grizzled. Okay. Um, and by grizzled, I mean like hardened, not yeah. not like nasty looking, like just yeah, a hardened like, type. Been road hard. Put away wet ones. Yeah, like you could yeah. definitely see as a cave woman, not in the shitty, not attractive way, but in the like yeah. the like this is a hard working person. Yeah. Uh, and also worked with Ron Perlman on the set of Sons of Anarchy as his wife, uh, also known for Married with Children. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal, beautiful actress. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Great. And usually plays really shitty characters, but is nothing but just a charm uh, to be around from what I understand. From what I understand. Very, very nice lady. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I think her and Ron Perlman worked really well together in Sons of Anarchy. I'm interested to see them as Wilma yeah, and as Fred. In yeah. My, yeah, that would be that would be a very interesting team up in in my French fantasy yes. period drama. Yes, yes, yes. I uh, I'm interested to see that. Now, uh, for my Wilma Flintstone, I'm actually going to the movie The Flintstones for one second. Okay, because Miss Halle Berry wearing something that. Yeah, Miss Halle Berry was in this movie. Uh, I think she was literally the only black person in the entire movie. Went and had a character name, and I'm actually using that actress's name, Miss okay. Sharon Stone. Oh, really? Yes, I actually looked this up. Halle Berry's character in the Flintstones <laughs> was Sharon Stone. It's amazing. And I'm using Miss Sharon Stone, who's in Casino, has played. Yeah, sure. Played De Niro's wife before. I think that would be a great team up between the two of and them. And kind of a nod to dorks as big as you. Yes. So, yeah. 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 Fair enough. <laughs> I did not realize her name was Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. The... I looked it up. Oh, uh, that's that's so stupid. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah. No, it's wonderful. So for uh, Barney mm-hmm. is our next choice here. Yeah. This was tough. Uh, this is definitely a tough choice here for my, you know, French fantasy drama. Mm-hmm. Of uh, the Flintstones, <laughs> so I wanted somebody that was a, that had worked with the director before. It was definitely a little younger. Ron Perlman's getting up there. Oh yeah, yeah, he's so close. To I was thinking now. kind of like almost treat Barney as kind of like the un like the the sidekick understudy type. Yeah, instead of like best friend, more of just kind of like yeah. the caveman that's like learning You're the ways learning, yeah. from, but still you know not young necessarily, mm-hmm. just younger. Yeah, I went with a uh, actor that I'm huge fan of from such films as Pump Up the Volume. 
and uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Talking one, uh, Christian Slater, who also uh, was in Name of the Rose that was directed by Jean-Jacques Annaud. Wow. I, I really can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Ron Perlman. As, yeah. Because Ron Perlman is like this giant lumbering yeah. man. Yeah, he's, he's like 6'5 or something. He's, he's, he's a giant he's a big dude. Guy. He's Christian big. Slater's not short. Nope. But, but he's, he's not, he's not he, six he ain't five. a big guy <laughs> no. either. No. So to see him as like the kind of the Michael Sarah of the <laughs> just like kind of slender comparatively. Yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be. But he hasn't earned his he hasn't earned his stripes yet. He hasn't. He hasn't yeah. gotten up there yet. But, but he's but. got his acting chops. He'd be able to pull it off and play it a little bit. You know, intense moments and stuff, but yeah. still be kind of like the the youthful kind of approach to the character, even though not necessarily being youthful himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could even make the joke that they're that he's like sixteen. <laughs> because cavemen live a much harder life. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, know? that's true. He lived the old age of 20. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, ancient. You're ancient. You're 26. <laughs> Holy crap. What was it like in ancient times? Yeah, really? Um, I'm the first generation to ever walk upright. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Back in my day. Back in my day. We didn't have the luxuries of fire or sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We just stayed awake and panicked until we died at a ripe old age of 10. <laughs> <laughs> now, I kind of want to make everybody like under 10 uh, and do oh, it like that. That's like the, the elderly. The children um, of the corn version. Basically like the anti-vaxxer <laughs> Flintstones where like nobody oh! lives past 10. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Please send all your emails yes, to right. Mike the Hobbit Beckett at you. I'd love to get some anti-vaxxer emails. <laughs> yeah, <That'd be> great. <laughs> I don't think you're taking anti-vaccination seriously. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Correct. Excuse me. Can I cough on you through the internet? <laughs> I'd hate for our very, very big piece of the pie anti-vaxxer contingency of listeners to get real pissed off at me. <laughs> they, they, they don't worry. There's half of them now. Um, listen, Margaret, you weren't that big a part of our uh, listenership anyway. <laughs> God. Okay, so if you can tell by the way my list is going, you can almost guess who Barney Rubble is going to be. Oh, yes, I kind of have an idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's been in the casino. He's been in Goodfellas, uh, and he knows how to work a vice. It is Mr. Joe Pesci. Yep, yep. <laughs> you got to you if you have De Niro, you got to have Pesci as a sidekick. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. If you said anyone other than Pesci, I'd be like, why? Yeah, exactly. It almost writes itself. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of have to. So, yeah, and the two can play off each other. They can do serious. And both of them have done comedies before. They have chops. They can do it. It's just they're not known for it. Sure. So, go ahead. Uh, And then we have Miss Betty Rubble. Now, of course, I went the same tone. Um, someone who has been in a number of uh, Martin Scorsese films in the past. Uh, but you may know her from The Sopranos, where she played a certain psychiatrist, Mr. L- Miss Lorraine Bracco. Nice. Yep. Yes. She can play off of Pesci very well. So, okay. Yeah. I, 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 and just continuing that, that trend, that, um, that theme of having the family together. Sure. Yeah, yeah the, the, the family. The caveman <laughs> family. Mobsters uh, is really. Hey, 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 hey. They are respectful businessmen. Oh, yes. No, I'm, I'm a legit. I'm, I'm a, a legitimate, legitimate caveman. <laughs> businessman. Caveman. I pay my clams like everybody else. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I put on my leopard toga one, <laughs> one arm at a time, just like everybody else. 
<laughs> I'd punch the pterodactyl clock in and out Everybody, every day. Every day. Jesus. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well. Good. And I have, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for, for my Betty, uh-huh. I went with uh, an actress that could be a little bit more like the intense and, and probably out of the main four is going to be the most like evolved out of this version okay um so just kind of um i wanted like dark haired like brunette or, or black haired mm-hmm. actress that uh just could you could tell there's some real there's some stuff happening upstairs yeah like yeah very intelligent but also beautiful you know oh, that's want, good that's important um and and somebody that can kind of hold her own know her from the mummy aragon <laughs> Uh, Does anybody know anybody from Aragon? Yeah, no, nobody knows anybody. <laughs> uh, Enemy at the Gates, which was uh, directed by Jean-Jacques Annald. Mm-hmm. So she's worked with the director before. I just like saying that name. It's yeah, fun. of course. Because yeah, I nailed like, it the first time. Yeah. So I keep yeah. coming back to I, it. I, I, can't, I can't do names. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also recently was in The Lobster, which you have, if you've not had a chance to see that, that was directed by the same director who did uh, a Swiss Army Man. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a wow. weird movie where yeah. you have like a certain le- amount of time to find your life mate in this like getaway, um, mm-hmm. and if you don't find your life mate in time, you get turned into an animal. Um, wow! Wow! Really? Yeah, oh, it's a weird movie, and that's a great weird movie. It's super fun, and uh, she was in that as well. Uh, we're talking about the amazing actress that's been in a million stuff, Rachel Weisz. Yep. I can see that. Very, very, yes. very good pick for that one. Is it, yeah, French fantasy drama with Rachel yeah. Wise as Betty yeah. Rubble. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She she would nail that part. She would be the one where it's like, I'm not supposed to take this seriously, but she's like <laughs> nailing the shit out of this role. <laughs> yeah. Like I never took Betty Rubble as a, a legit like drama character, mm-hmm. but she's just nailing it so fucking hard that it's hard not to take it seriously. Everybody else is just chewing scenery. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's my cast is going to choose scenery. Absolutely. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> Different like types. Cra- <laughs> like it's the craft. Like Ron Perlman might literally choose scenery. Yes. He has a giant mouth. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, true. Very, very true. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that... Rachel Weisz will just bring the gravitas to this uh, mm-hmm. Flintstones movie. Yes. La Flintstones. La Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, now I've got a Mr. Slate as well. So do I. Uh, who do you have for your Mr. Slate? Well, the only person who can give Robert De Niro as much shit as he needs to be given would be Mr. Warmth himself, Don Rickles. Don Rickles, okay. Yeah. I, I, he is the only choice to play in that level of, uh, of, of just characters, those, those larger-than-life characters actors and characters is mr don rickles going eh, fuck it <laughs> let's have some fun <laughs> i could see don rickles doing the like breathing out of like a respirator like he was he was a badass in his day but he's uh-huh. definitely old and he's like on his yeah. last legs now yeah he's like yeah, she's if i was even five years younger i'd be shoving my fist down your fucking throat you know kind of <laughs> kind of approach to the character don't come in here mr flintstone give me that bullshit again yeah. you know just uh-huh <laughs> you you pig fucking looking <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Did you fuck your date and eat it first or eat her and fuck her? I, you pick one. Be the only <laughs> actor in history that has ever made Scorsese being like, can you tone down the language just a little bit, maybe? Like, yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you're getting kind of edgy with yeah, your stuff yeah, you're really. saying, man. <laughs> Scorsese's been like, ugh. But he would be the only actor to keep that, sh- keep that cast light. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on the off takes, because everybody's like, he's uh, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where's the guy got to get a blowjob around here? Yeah, really, like yeah. fucking just being <laughs> yeah. Rickles. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I uh, went with a a sir, a knighted actor, a sir, sir, who has been in incredible films, is an icon, but it also has also been in trash, uh, just pure, unadulterated trash, uh, especially in recent years. Has made some interesting choices, less than less than valuable choices. In his acting career? I think he was actually in a Yui Bowl movie. That's, oh, wow. that's how far the dude has oh, wow. gone. But has also been in such films as Schindler's List. Oh, um, boy. And oh, uh, boy. Gandhi. <laughs> really? For Mr. Slate, the bald-headed, uh, angry boss, I went with Sir Ben Kingsley. Wow. Yeah. Wow. For my French fantasy drama. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> He he could he could pull that off. Yeah, it's like the elder chieftain kind of yeah. character that mm-hmm. you know is smarter than everyone, which is why he was able to kind of live that long. Yeah, because he's to ain't the a top. big guy. No, he's not a big guy, but he no. learned how to get the big guys to work for him. Yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, and that's why Ron Perlman is the big guy that mm-hmm. is isn't taken as seriously with intelligence, but then he's got his Barney, who's mm-hmm. smarter than him and smaller than him, and their team up together is kind of yeah. what gets him to. I'm digging way too deep into this plot for oh, this. Oh, no, uh, this is great. We got to set up a script. <laughs> we could bang out a script. We got two hours. Yeah, my uh, my version, Quest for Bedrock, uh, that's <laughs> due out this fall. No, this would be like a February film. This would be an Oscar chaser, or, or like Dead of Winter, early January, like Oscar chaser movie. It's something that get released on Christmas Day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that that type of um, mine would probably be around the same. They would try to go for the Oscar, um, but no, it wouldn't happen. But still, they would go. It it would be Oscar bait. Yes, absolutely. This, that's Oscar what I'm aiming bait. for is Oscar bait. Yeah, for this, just like a really weird approach. <laughs> Speaking of weird approach, <laughs> both were weird approaches. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, looking at the Great Gazoo. Mm-hmm. Now this is going to be mostly voice acting. I don't want to do any kind of like super hard CGI effects on this. I yeah. want it to be either like a voice from like a shadowy figure in the darkness kind yeah. of a thing. Or, uh, or maybe even, like you said, an owl or something where you don't see mouths moving or, any, or anything. Mm-hmm. It's more like Dustin Hoffman in The Messenger, um, where he plays like the voice of either the devil or God. You know, it's the voice wow. in Joan of Arc's head that wow. is trying to tell her that she is stupid. She's like imagining it and she yeah. isn't talking to God wow. and is kind of Satan. Kind of mm-hmm. that Dustin Hoffman approach in Messenger version of The Great Gazoo, where wow. it's just like maybe making mention to Ron Perlman mm-hmm. <laughs> as to... Uh, what he should do in this situation. And he's like, trust me. And he's kind of leaning on the choices of this guy to kind of get a leg up on uh, Ben Kingsley's character. And uh, I thought somebody that could really play that relatively well, besides Dustin Hoffman, uh, he would mm-hmm. do fine in that role too, but could maybe speak in multiple languages, uh, could sound a lot older and wiser and definitely not of this era. Yeah. Uh, Christoph Volz. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He, well, he's good in anything. He's He is good in anything. He's good in anything. Even that crap Green Hornet movie, he was not the problem in it. Oh, God, no. He was the villain. Yeah. And he, uh, he was, he was fine. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. fine. But uh, he was in Goris Baxter's Django. And what I was actually thinking is a much more muted role than he normally mm-hmm. does. The Terry Gilliam film Zero Theorem, which is I like a kind of one. dystopian future kind of movie where he's got it like a shaved head and he's just very kind of uh, not quite sure how to interweave into society kind of a character. Hmm. And so he plays just very weird. And I kind of want to take that, the spirit of that character and kind of work it into this like mysterious entity mm-hmm. that kind of floats around uh, Barney and Fred. Nice. Nice. So, all right. So off the cuff, I'm going to have to pick my gazoo. Okay. 
the great Gazoo, I'm going to have to pick a uh, an Oscar winner who is known as a uh, from being from the Coppola family. Um, can be a very good dramatic actor, but can play over the top better than most everybody else. I'm going with Mr. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is the great kazoo. <laughs> Problem is he would method act and then just believe he was actually the great kazoo. He's not Jared Leno. <laughs> yeah, right. He would method act as the great kazoo and every role after that would be like tainted with great kazoo and no one would be able to tell the difference because he's basically yeah, he's, a space alien yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah, so. he's pretty much the, But yeah, I, I think that would be the, the perfect... That little bit of craziness. Yeah. Because it's Nicolas Cage and Christ, that guy's not of this planet anymore. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so we've got a we had a lot of suggestions for mashups from our uh Did we know? from our listeners here. The the big one, the one I thought was like the easiest to do and kind of a no brainer, is the old nineties television show Dinosaurs. Oh yeah. Oh come yeah. You can even have it as like a Cross conversation over? about like integration and stuff you do it like sub rubicon where mm -hmm. the black family moves into the neighborhood but it's a dinosaur family like <laughs> that moves in and is like we don't want your kind around here oh wow yeah <laughs> and then the look who's coming to dinner yeah um. the kind of the dad dinosaur like goes to work at the at the uh <laughs> the quarry with fred and he gets me the ridden <laughs> <laughs> i try to ride him oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like hey i'm not one hey. of your work horses <laughs> <laughs> oh wow oh wow the neighbors over here the baby dinosaur say not the mama and call social services <laughs> thinks the kid's kidnapped like it gets uh, real dark yeah and then the, it's all the violence happening in the household <laughs> yeah, <right>. like, <laughs> it throws yeah, the kid again. police are called it's like no this is just how we show each other love like it's just <laughs> oh my god yeah uh that would be oh too easy and too much fun to incorporate yeah, yeah but still could be done now, speaking of could be done, the other um, that was uh, Jack, our our buddy Jack, that's been on before, um, that suggested that from Mateo, we got the suggestion of strangers on a train. Can't say I'm familiar. The with old that Hitchcock one. film where uh -uh. two strangers meet on a train and make the agreement to kill each other's wives. Oh, um, and because they couldn't be tracked back to each other because they're strangers, so there's yeah. no, mm -hmm. there's nothing leading, there's no motive. So it's. Fred and Barney on yeah. the train. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Unlike a prehistoric train, it's like a like a giant snake or something that they're sitting on the back of <laughs> oh, while making wow. this agreement. Yeah. Oh my god. That would be that would be amazing. And a lot of Rube Goldberg dinosaur machines that are being used oh, god, to yeah, like try to kill the mm -hmm. the women's. So. Mm -hmm. Or even better, let's flip flop it and it's Betty and Wilma because you're kind of rooting for them at that point. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That would not be that that bad. And Barney knows that they're up to something like he's mm -hmm. kind of picking it up and yeah. Fred doesn't believe him. Fred and Fred just Fred just gets out of it because he's just so oblivious that he just ends up not getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Man who knew too little <laughs> with uh, Bill Murray kind of a deal. Well, yeah. Yeah. Where he's just I so inept that he ends up doing stuff. Yeah. And not get hurt. I, I can I can see this. Yes. One. The one that I'm going to spend very little time on is uh, Tom D suggested Transformers, which there's reason for it. They have the prehistoric, the Be the Beast Wars uh, Transformers, the oh, Dino yeah, bots, that's, that's Grimlock on. and such. Moving. So you could have it where that's part of the society of Gazoo. You use mm -hmm. Gazoo as a lead-in. Yeah. 
No. That he's like the silver surfer of of uh of uh Cybertron and uh he's like going to tell that Megatron's on his way you and can, you can hear the crickets, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then uh, Grimlock and the other Dinobots are there to kind of protect uh, yeah. the planet from the wow. oncoming wow scourge of yes <clears throat> and and Fred is the uh looks like we have ourselves a Grimlock like he's the uh-huh. the Matt or the uh Mark Wahlberg. Oh, in, uh, I'm a scientist. I'm a scientist. <laughs> My name's Fred Flintstone. I'm a scientist. We got to fight these giant robot dinosaurs. <laughs> H- say hi to your mother for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Kron did suggest Goodfellas and Sopranos, and we've already done that. Yes, so we have. We did that throughout we, we the entirety of So we are good there. Uh, Tori suggested Roseanne. Well, yeah, with Goodman, of course. Yeah, or you could just have like that family, but in prehistoric version as a neighbor. Yeah. Uh, and then you could, uh, but they're, they're pretty much the Flintstones anyway. Yeah, they're the, kind of the kind of the Flintstones anyway. They're kind of like the the just the like lower class Flintstones, <laughs> the lower class Flintstones, like wow, the Walmart Flintstones. <laughs> um, God, the uh, versus yeah. the Target ones, the uh, the Mechanicsville Flintstones. Oh, uh, sorry to our listeners in Mechanicsville. Um, <laughs> Not really. Then Stephanie suggested chairman of the board with the carrot top, who has all the zany inventions and I know yeah, carrot top out of fucking left field. Wow! What I'm assuming, uh, what I'm thinking for this one, and follow mm-hmm. me here. Mm-hmm. Terrible I'm idea. But, I, yeah, I'm here. I'm good. Uh, that carrot top plays the nephew of Mister Slate, and he's coming in to try to vie for the position that Fred is going for to take over the company. Okay. So carrot top's coming up with all these cool inventions mm-hmm. um, that he could probably help. And they're all like zany and ridiculous. Yeah. And, but they somehow seem to work because Fred tries to sabotage them and in trying makes to sabotage them, them makes them work. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'll actually go with that. Okay, one. cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I just weirdest fucking suggestion on this list. And I somehow made it work. Uh, the Hills have eyes was suggested by Nick. Um, <sighs> God, Coon, really? Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course, it's the hills have eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to justify that. Just, I, I just see Wilm or like Fred strapped to a cactus being set on fire, you know? Like, wow. that's, yeah. Just, 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 wow. Yeah, that's a lot. And then this is a pretty clear choice. Uh, our listener, Kitty, suggested Encino Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that a way to just be- make a modern day Flintstones movie where the, the Flintstones are mm-hmm. thought out. Yeah. And brought into modern day. Yeah. And they have to reincorporate into society as yep. mm-hmm. cavemen. And you can even do like a references like, I'm a I'm a caveman. Your ways are mysterious to me. Like the Phil Hartman SNL skit <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. You get Fred that tries his hand at being a lawyer or something. Oh, my and... God. <laughs> the prehistoric, <laughs> prehistoric cave lawyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I haven't thought of that skit for forever. Years. Holy so, crap. Yeah, I really appreciate everybody that sent in suggestions. Yeah. Uh, we had a bunch this time, which I think everybody had, was excited about this premise of yeah. doing a live action Flintstones. So we do appreciate it. If uh, you have any suggestions for stu- future stuff, usually the day of or the day before we do an episode of Smack My Pitch Up, I'll throw up a banner on mm-hmm. our Facebook page yeah. or throw a post up saying what we're doing and ask for su- suggestions. So definitely follow our Facebook page if you want to throw out your ideas to uh, be on the mashup portion. And you can be part of the show, too. Exactly. (laughs) And then we can look at you and go, really? (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we get to the last part, which is the trailers, I just want to say, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Rate and review us, subscribe, tell your friends about it. 
spread the word of smack my pitch up. Yeah. Also, I want to let everybody listening know that we are doing a Geeks Under the Influence Podoween. Still a horrible name. Sorry, dude. I, I know, but... <laughs> It doesn't make it any better when you shake your hands like that. It really does. Especially on an audio podcast. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing like jazz hands on an audio podcast. <laughs> jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> there will be plenty of jazz hands. You can see at Potoween, October 13th. Oh, that was uh, nice. Good you job. like that? Yeah, yeah that was, was good. good. good October 13th, which is a Sunday, uh, where we normally do booze clues. This is going to be a double down of Geeks Under the Influence Network shows. We're doing from 7 to 8 p.m., Smack my pitch up with a spooky movie or TV Ooh, show spooky. to be named at the event. So uh, we will be throwing clues out on the event page that should be uh-huh. uh, coming out probably around the time the show this episode comes out um, on Facebook and all that, all the all the stuff. Count Floyd. So seven to eight is smack my pitch up, and then eight to nine p.m. will be our booze clues, the Florida Man edition. Oh, four wow. or five stories, all Florida Man stories, and all from that week. Well, not for that week. (laughs) Okay. There will probably be at least one from that week, but... At at least one. (laughs) uh, We're trying to make them all recent stories. We are being a little bit more loose with the booze-related rules. Um, There will be something involved. Probably more meth. Uh, It's Florida, (laughs) man. It's Florida, man. It's booze enough. Yeah. Yeah. They they washed down the the meth with Jack. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and also all of our co-investigators on that episode are going to be dressed as Florida man. Their own <laughs> take of Florida man. Oh shit. So it's going to be well worth coming out. So doors are at oh. six shows starts at seven till about nine, nine fifteen. Uh, for two shows from geeks under the influence. We'll have a little break in between. So come out. It's free to one, one and up. So uh, yeah, come to a free show on a Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. Enjoy some Halloween silliness with geeks under the influence. And, uh, and we'll see you there. And now on to uh, our trailers. So let me get the music queued up. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll I'll actually go first because this is just crap. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Let's queue up the music. In a world where man and dinosaur live together, would the world be driven into chaos? Will not for a Stone Age family meet the Flintstones? Just another prehistoric man and his wife trying to make it through in a crazy world in the town of Bedrock. Come and join the fun and have a yabba dabba do time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was gold. I don't care. That was like the guy in Vegas that says there's a special on shrimp at the buffet, like doing a trailer for the Flintstones. That's and, and is she supposed to be anything else? Thank really? you for coming to Circus Circus. For Thank the, you for coming to Circus Circus. For the next fifty minutes, all shrimp buffet will only be four ninety nine. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so yeah, that was your. Uh, that was just the general. The general. I, I, I didn't want to kind of make it for one or the other. Okay. Well, yeah, it's obviously oh, for the first one, not the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the second one. I'm doing my. Uh, see, I could say it again. The Jean Jacques Arnold joint. Uh huh. Yes. His his experience. Yeah. Yes, sound French. All right. So let me get my uh, my music lined up. So yeah, I'm doing the uh, time period fantasy drama version. Of, uh, of the Flintstones, so that should be an interesting choice here. And uh, here we go. It only takes one caveman to reach the pinnacle, 
to bring the rest of his brethren along with him for the ride. Join Fred and Barney as they go on a discovery of a lifetime, meeting the Great Gazoo. Is he in Fred's mind? Is he from another world? We may never know. With the help of the Great Gazoo, Fred and Barney learn how to become the leaders their tribe so desperately needs as they are under the iron fist of their chieftain, Mr. Slate, played by Ben Kingsley. Fred Flintstone, played by Ron Perlman, and Barney Rubble, played by Christian Slater, circumnavigate the ancient ways of man as they take down Willie Mammoth and prevent saber-toothed tiger attacks while making sure their wives, Wilma and Betty, are taken care of and not stolen by other dudes. Wilma played by Katie Seagal and Betty played by Rachel Wise. This fall, 2020, <laughs> BC, meet the Flintstones. No, I was staring at you because I, I was staring at you like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what do you do with me? I'm trying me? to make hard drama out of a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Like, there's only so much I can do here. I put myself in a box. No, you put me in a box. This was your suggestion, Oh, man. oh, oh, oh. How the hell is this my suggestion? You, you put Hobbit in a corner. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Like, there's... Nobody puts Hobbit in a corner. <laughs> Nobody puts Hobbit in a corner. Uh, thank you for dealing with our absurdity on this episode of Smack My Pitch Up. Uh, we usually release every week, although depending on the schedule, we are, are an independent network, so sometimes things get a little bit yeah. uh, difficult, and we'll miss a week here and there. But for the most part, we try to do this weekly. Uh, definitely subscribe, rate, review, all that cool stuff, and uh, check out the other shows in the network. We've got nine shows currently with a, a tenth show coming out in the next week or two. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so 10 shows will be on the network here. Yeah. It's getting hairy. Uh, oh. <laughs> we got a lot going on. We got to start subletting this stuff out. Yeah, really. Like, <laughs> and also remember to buy our merch on TeePublic. Go to GYPodcast.com slash store to check out all the merch on TeePublic of all the different shows. We've got 27 designs currently on our uh, TeePublic page of original designs from the GUI network, either designs from show logos to inside jokes to... Uh, just weird stuff. Yeah. We just released one that is a Jay Baruchel rules t-shirt in the style of the Stephen King rules shirt from Monster Squad. Wow. So super deep cut there. That's that's that, that's the yeah. nexus of like literally just me of people that are going to appreciate that <laughs> shirt. But deep cut. That you a scalpel for that. Yeah. One. Right. Yeah. So enjoy all that merch available at uh, T Public, and that's actually how we pay for storage fees and well a few bucks here and there for booze and yeah. equipment and all that stuff. So help us out. Check out the other shows. Buy some merch. All that information is at GUIPodcast.com. Check out our social media. Links are on our website as well. And we'll see you next time. I am Mike the Hobbit, and you just got pitch smacked. GUIPodcast.com.